Welcome to the first episode of Press Box Thoughts, the podcast from the Miami Student. I'm Patrick Geshin, joined by Josiah Collins. So this is the first episode. Josiah, how pumped are you? Oh, I'm super excited for this. we got a lot of good stuff coming up for this very first episode. Uh, a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. All right, sounds good. So story number one this week is going to be the hockey team. Of course, we're recording this the Wednesday before their Sunday first home game against the Bowling Green Falcons, 5 p.m. Eastern time. The puck drop for that over at the Steve Coach Katie Arena. They're going to play the Bowling Green Falcons, the former employer of the new Miami hockey head coach, Chris Bergeron, who begins his tenure at Miami against his former employer on Sunday, Josiah. And it's going to be an emotional game for Bergeron, but just kind of weird how he gets to play the team he coached last year to the NCAA tournament for the first time in over a decade in his first game as head coach in Oxford. There's definitely going to be a lot of emotions going on there. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to be psyched up to try and win that game. Miami's going to be psyched up to win that game for him. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those two teams get down to the ice, really go at each other. All right, the Hawks uh, begin the season with five straight home games. So you got BG on Sunday, then the University of New Hampshire comes in for October 11th and 12th, Friday and Saturday Saturday night games, the first series. And then Ferris State comes in after that for Family Week on October 18th and 19th. So, Josiah, it allows the Red Hawks to get a strong footing of who this team really is in front of their home crowd. Honestly, I think that's going to be huge for this team. Uh, we know what happened last year. It was a very disappointing year for Red Hawk standards. Uh, so we're really looking forward to getting back out there, really getting back on the ice. I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team can do, uh, especially with getting five straight home games to start the season. I think that can definitely, like you said, be a – it's a very strong start for them, so I'm looking forward to it. And people doubting the Red Hawks, too. They were picked to finish last in the NCHC preseason poll, which was released last week. And I'll be honest, Josiah, so I get to vote in that NCHC preseason poll. I'm confident I did not pick this team last, but the media did say that they're going to finish last in the NCHC. But we are going to talk to senior forward Gordy Green today out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And Gordy admitted to us in the interview, a little sneak peek here, that those numbers don't matter. It's just what he called fire. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're an athlete, that's exactly what you have to use. You can be down and out in any way, shape, or form in a sport, but what matters is really the guys in the locker room and then getting out on the ice. There's a reason that these guys play the games and that we don't just like, leave everything up to paper. So, I'm looking, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're getting ready to get out there, so I think it'll be a good thing. Exactly. So without further ado, our chat with senior forward Gordy Green on the upcoming hockey season on Press Box Thoughts. Back here on Press Box Thoughts, the podcast, Patrick Geshin and Josiah Collins were joined by special guest senior forward Gordy Green from the Miami hockey team. Their first game this Sunday against the Bowling Green Falcons at home. 5 p.m. Eastern time, the puck drop start for that. We're looking forward to the start of the hockey season here at Miami. So, Gordy, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Gordy, tell me about your summer a little bit. Uh, summertime for hockey players is uh, is always like a, an interesting time. You really get to know players a lot uh, in terms of like what type of activities they like to do or things like that. So tell me about your summer. What's your favorite summertime activity? Yeah, I have um, I have one older brother, so it's also – or it's always uh, nice to spend time with him. I don't really see him that much throughout the year because uh, he's working and stuff. He gets down here for some weekends. But uh, usually kind of, I guess, a routine week for me, would I would work out and skate kind of Monday through Friday morning. And then we have a place in uh, northern Michigan on Torch Lake – so me and my brother would try to go up there as much on the weekends, and uh, my parents would also join us too. So we have uh, a lot of cousins and family up there, so it's always a lot of fun to go spend time with them. Nice. 
So this season, the NCHC, unfortunately, has us picked to finish last in the conference. So I was wondering, uh, well, first, how do you feel about that? And then also kind of what's going on with the team this year and what do you think is going to be kind of a good jumping off point for you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, those are just uh, the preseason poll rankings or whatever. But um, I think we have a really good team this year. I think we have a fast team. I think we have a team that's going to play in your face and a team that's willing to compete. Uh, those rankings you just kind of use for fuel. Um, no, it's kind of us versus everyone. No one really expects much from us, but in our locker room, we trust each other and we feel like we're going to have a good team this year. For you personally, Gordy, what's a goal you have for yourself this season? I guess one of my goals personally for me is um, as a senior, try to be the best leader I can be for uh, the whole team, the, um, the underclassmen, the freshmen, try to lead in the right direction. And... Um, focus on my defensive game a little, a little bit more over the past couple of years. I think I've gotten away from that a little bit. So kind of, I think that kind of goes with just leading by example, focus on my two-way game. Kind of just jumping off of that, speaking of leadership and stepping up and things like that, this offseason there was a lot of talk about coaches and the new coaching staff coming in. So I was wondering, can we just get your take on, like, what do you think about the coaching staff this year? What's new? What's different? And what do you think are some improvements? Um, it's been great so far. I think uh, Coach Burge has been a really good guy, trying to really a coach. Sorry, trying to build relationships with each guy on the team, whether that's a senior, that's a freshman. I feel like he's given everyone an equal opportunity on the ice, uh, given everyone a chance to prove themselves, which is nice. That you no, know, everyone's starting from scratch. Um, I know Coach Shooty. He kind of works with the forwards more. He's been helping us a lot on the power play, and um, seeing plays in the O zone. I don't, I don't work with Coach Reuter as much, but I know he's doing the same thing with the defense. And just overall, it's been a lot more uh, positivity around the locker room, which has been good. Early on, Gordy, you've talked a lot about how fast this team is this year uh, and how excited you guys are to play games. Compared to last year, what's this team's identity this year? The team, Our team identity this year is we're going to be hard to play against. I think um, last year a little bit, there's times where we maybe respected teams too much and kind of worried about their game plan more than our own. And I think that took away from our skill and our speed and our, just our game plan and what we could have done better to win that game. And I think uh, we're going to worry about ourselves this year and we're going to play in your face. When we, when we have the puck, we're going to want to keep possession of it. And when we don't have it, we're going to want to get it back as quick as possible. Yeah, so kind of going off of that also um... – just speaking of making sure that you guys don't kind of play until your opponent pans there a little bit with the game plans, what is your way of, like, stopping that away? You know, you're, you're a leader on the team now, so how are you going to keep the younger players on task during the game? I mean, it's just kind of like as a freshman, I know, like, first game jitters, like, it's going to happen, and it'll probably take you a little bit to get in the league. But that's, like you said, that's where the older classmen have to help them. It's okay to make mistakes. There's a lot of mistakes in hockey games that just happens. Um, but you got to learn from them, and you got to try to minimize the big mistakes and just focus on if you have a good shift or a bad shift, just focus on the next shift because it's in the past and try and do the best thing the next shift. Lastly, Gordy, what freshman coming in this season is the biggest character in the locker room? Um, we have a couple, I think. The top two I'd have to go with, uh, Jack Lamette and Alec Capsick. They're always <laughs> fun to be around. They're always uh, making kids laugh and 
Um, yeah, they're the biggest jokesters, I think, out of that class. Awesome. And then uh, you visit seven NCHC schools a year. Which one is your favorite to go to? Which one are you looking forward to most this year? Um, we didn't go to North Dakota last year, and that rink's always amazing to play in. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the best rinks in college hockey, just like size and how nice it is. Um, but I always like going to Western Michigan. I'm from Michigan. Um, their fans are nuts. They always kind of they single me out because I'm from Michigan, which is kind of <laughs> fun. Um, but I have a lot of family that goes to the games and friends, so that's always a cool trip too. Yeah, it's always tough to play in front of those losted lunatics. Yeah, the lunatics. Up yeah. there in Kalamazoo. <laughs> All right, Gordy, best of luck on Sunday. Thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, everybody, welcome back to Press Box Thoughts. I'm your co-host, Josiah Collins, along with Patrick Gushin. And Pat, how did you, what did you think about that interview just now, man? I thought it was pretty good. You know, I've talked to Gordy Green a lot uh, since the season began. I think he's really fired up. I think he's ready to be a leader on this team. But I, I think this team understands what's about to happen on Sunday. It's this kind of new era of Miami hockey. And I think Gordy's, you know, proud to be a part of it. I think he's going to do a great job this year. I think he's going to have a breakout season. He's playing for his future in terms of if he wants to be a professional hockey player or not. And I think uh, from everything I've heard from Gordon Green, it uh, sounds like this team is all in this year and they're appreciating the new coaching staff. So I think uh, he's excited and the rest of the team is too, what we just heard. Well, yeah, definitely good luck to the Red Hawks on Sunday. Everybody's going to be rooting for you guys. Uh, but moving on here, we had some pretty big news over this past weekend when Miami took on Buffalo in a rematch from last year. We all know how that went down. We lost in a very heartbreaking game. But this time, we got the better of them, ended up winning by a score of 34-20. to How would you feel about it? Yeah, I was at the game. I felt like the defense was a huge factor in the Red Hawks win. Obviously, you got Brett Gabbard, who went 8 for 17 for 120 yards. I think Jalen Bester is another story, too, because nobody ever saw him being such a, a key running back for this team uh, before the game uh, against Buffalo because he barely had any rushes in the previous games, especially against Tennessee Tech or Ohio State. And so I thought he was a really big breakout performer. Um, you also got to give credit to Sam Sloman. He made that 53-yard field goal in the first half, career long for Sloman, who's done some great kicking for Miami over the years, and it seems like he's played here forever. But, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a pretty talented player uh, in the Mid-American Conference. But uh, I think Josiah, the defense, is really what won that game on Saturday. I 100% I agree with you. I mean, Going off what you said about Bester also, I mean, him breaking out, th that 107 yards that he got a new career high for him was yeah. huge. And I think just everything that he was able to do for the team on Saturday, that was incredible. But also that defense, you had Mike Brown, he had two interceptions, one touchdown off of an interception. So I think that is, the whole team really put together a complete game, and they really showed how good this team can be, especially in the MAC. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how they continue in this conference play. Um, this week they do have a bye, so they get a little bit of a break. But then after that, we're going to take on Western Michigan in Western Michigan. So that'll be a tough game. Yeah, in Kalamazoo, they got a pretty good atmosphere going up there. But then they come back home for Northern Illinois on October 19th. And that's going to be a big weekend in Miami Athletics because you got the hockey team playing their home series against Fair State that week. And then you got the football at 2.30 for Northern Illinois against on the family weekend. But, yeah, uh, coming into that game against Western Michigan, ESPN gives Miami only a 16.3% chance to win that game in Kalamazoo.
which is honestly a little bit low, but I think also you got to take into account just some of the things that have gone on with the Red Hawks this season. Their leading receiver, Jack Sorensen, he's been a bit banged up on and off a little bit. We saw him in the brace last week. He had to come off the field. He was limping. Uh, still don't really know what's going on with that. So hopefully he's feeling better after this bye. We can get out there and give 100%. But um, it's definitely going to be a tough game for them, and hopefully it's a, it's a good test for them and they can get a win. They sure will enjoy the bye week. All right, uh, swimming preseason poll has been released for Miami. The men are picked to finish second in the MAC behind Missouri State, and the women are picked to finish fourth. Eastern Michigan is picked to finish first on the women's side of things in the MAC. Josiah, I don't really follow swimming at Miami. What do you have to say about the swimming team? Uh, Honestly, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you, (laughs) but I think that the men and women also both finishing in the top five for the conference. That's definitely something to keep an eye out for. Uh, I know our swimming swimming teams are both very competitive usually, uh, so definitely looking forward to seeing them, seeing what they can do this season, and uh, really looking to see them get in the meets. So hopefully it's a good start. And they will be in action very soon, I believe, this weekend against Michigan State and Cincinnati. Come to the rec center for a uh, home meet, uh, a tri-home meet for the swim and dive teams here at Miami. All right, women's tennis. Uh a lot to say about this. Mackenzie Myers and Laura Rico channeled perfect weekends going 3-0 and for the women's tennis team. And Milana Lisova and Laura Rico each won three doubles matches. Uh, women's tennis is kind of a, a decent sport here for Miami, and they've got a pretty good start off to the year so far. Yeah, they absolutely killed it this past weekend. Uh, if you just look at some of the the set scores for what they did. I mean, Laura Rico in one, winning her sets on Friday. She went won in straight sets, won six zero and then seven five, and then again on Saturday she she did drop one set, but she won six three, six seven, and ten six. So I mean, they both they she put on a really good weekend, and then also she performed well in the doubles with her partner Milana Lisova, as you pointed out, and they ended up going for a perfect weekend too. So it was a really good weekend for Miami women's tennis. All right, and then lastly, things on the women's volleyball slate. Uh, they had a couple games, or a couple matches, rather, this past weekend. They were at Kent State on Friday night. They swept the Golden Flashes in straight sets. Gabby Harper, 12 kills in that game. Sophia Remersma had nine. Uh, and then on Saturday night, they went down to Athens and fell to Ohio University by a score of 3-1. to one. Volleyball kind of struggling this year, Josiah. Last year winning the MAC championship, obviously. They're now 6-7 and seven overall and being in the conference playoff. For those two matches last weekend, they are 1-1. One and one. Uh, yeah, You know, I think this team still has a lot of potential. Um, coming into this year, they did lose a lot of seniors last year. Uh, there were a lot of really solid players, but I think a lot of the younger players are really just getting acquainted. They're really starting to step up, so... I think, you know, the season's still early enough that they can turn things around a little bit, get back to where they want to be. I know that this team is going to be really competitive and they're really going to want to go after it. So good luck to them. They have another game coming up October 4th uh, versus Buffalo. So good luck to them that weekend. All right, their next game, October 4th. You're right, like you just mentioned. So I think our press box thought athlete of, athlete of the week would have to be running back Jalen Bester, who won the Offensive Player of the Week honors in the MAC East. And then defensive back Mike Brown also, we have to mention, won the Defensive Player of the Week honors in the MAC East. But I'm just surprised. Like, the Jalen Bester story about Saturday's game, they just started handing the ball off to him, handing the ball off to him. And it was just really surprising for me to see him just step into that role just like that when – he really hasn't rushed the ball much this season. So what do you think? Does he get the press box thoughts player of the week, Jalen Bester? 100%. He definitely gets the press box thoughts. Also, <laughs> a shout-out to Sam Sloman yes. uh, for that 53-yard kick. And shout-out to all the Red Hawks. Um, we actually ended up sweeping this week's MAC Awards. So 
Bester, Mike Brown, and Sloman all got Offensive, Defensive, and Special Teams of the Week awards. So uh, just shout out to them and all their hard work. Keep it up. All right, so our next show will be recorded on Wednesday. We'll release it next Friday. And where can you find us, Josiah? You can find us on SoundCloud. Make sure you follow our page. You can find us on the Miami Student website also. There will be a link there. Uh, hope to hear, hear you guys. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Special thanks to Gordy Green for coming on the podcast today. Also, multimedia editor Ben Dieter is helping us get it started uh, in our Williams Hall studio here. So special shout out to Ben as well. And Chris Vanell, our sports editor, who's been very helpful in the, our first podcast as well. So for Josiah, I'm Patrick. Make sure you like and comment our podcast and subscribe as well on SoundCloud to the Miami student. And we'll see you later. So long. See you next week.